Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very senior and accomplished professional from New Delhi, India, Mr. Vinit Taneja. Vinit, welcome to the show. Thank you. Vinit, in his own words, is a frenter. He's an executive coach, a facilitator, assessor, and trainer. And he has worked with Johnson & Johnson, Gillette, and Bharti Airtel. So, Vinit, before we talk about coaching and frenter, tell me about your own journey in brief. Yeah, sure. So, first of all, thanks so much, Ashutosh, for having me on this uh, uh, show. I think uh, it's a great privilege to be able to die empty and spread whatever I can. Thank you. So, I guess my journey has two parts. One is the professional part, which uh, began with my engineering from IIT Delhi and MBA from IIM Calcutta, and then took me to uh, the first 14 years were in three multinational companies, Metalbox, Johnson & Johnson, and Gillette. I guess people of my time will know Metalbox more than what uh, the current generation I'm will. aware of Metalbox. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, after that, I think I shifted my trajectory a bit, and I joined a startup company in consulting, which was focusing on quality and uh, uh, process management. And then I worked with Etel for four years. And there again, I shifted gears and moved into HR mm -hmm. for the first time in my career. Wow. And um, subsequently moved to a company called Prena Center of Learning, where I was the CEO developing consciousness-centered leadership as our mission. And finally, for the last 10 years in Trezonance Consulting as its founder. Wow. Uh, personal journey began in 1957 when I was born and my father being in income tax, uh, took me through different cities like uh, Nagpur, Satna, Indore, and Hyderabad uh, after I was born in Delhi, and then finally settled back in Delhi. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, some of my interesting personal markers, which have been uh, orbit shifting for me, uh, have been a heart attack at the age of 35, wow. and uh, which took me into the world of healing uh, besides my regular corporate uh, journey. And um, uh, a serious COVID attack in 2020, which again uh, made me realize a lot about life and its lessons. Well said. I think, well, you have you and I have one thing in common about on health, not the heart attack, but a very serious COVID attack in 2020. Yeah. But very, let's uh, now talk a little bit about the word frenter. You know, I was fascinated when I saw this on your profile. Yeah. What does the term mean? I know you have coined it yourself. And what mentoring values do you associate with this term? Sure. No, thank you. Actually, the reason why I decided to choose this word is because, you know, I don't like the molds into which people put people when they look at words like coach, counselor, a mentor, because everybody has a mind map about these words. Hmm. And uh, then the expectation is that if you're a coach, then you're supposed to do X, Y, Z. I realized that I didn't want to fall into any one of these molds. Mm. And uh, Frenter for me gave me the space to be just that, which is to sit by your side, to listen to you deeply. And from that space, whatever emerges for me and for you uh, that enables you in your way forward, whether professional or personal, is really what my enabling is all about. So I guess the primary values that I bring in this would be deep listening first and foremost, uh, empathy uh, mm -hmm. for sure, 
बिकॉज माई इंटेंशन इज नॉट टू एडवाइज बट बिकॉज आई हैव द मेंटर पार्ट इन इट आई डू ट्राई एंड यूज वट एवर नॉलेज आई हैव गेन्ड टू बी एबल टू शेयर दैट मोर एज अ सेल्फ डिस्कलोजर राधर देन एज एन एडवाइस विच देन हेल्प्स पीपल टू फॉर्म देयर ओन वेज ऑफ मूविंग फॉरवर्डरेस्टिंग now moving on to some questions relating to your avatar as a coach uh you've got a proprietary term called tresonance and you said that you're also the founder of tresonance tell me a little bit about tresonance and how does it aid individuals in their professional and personal growth yeah so the term uh tresonance actually came to me sometime in 2007 mm-hmm. and uh, it's very interesting that uh, 10 years later there was a term called ikigai which was making yeah. the rounds and became extremely popular mm. and uh, you know we indians are not that good at packaging and marketing our stuff but in a way the tresonance approach is quite similar to the ikigai approach okay um, so what the tresonance what tresonance stands for is transformational resonance mm. now resonance of what mm. so what i realized in my own personal journey Mm. is that you know people often look for life purpose and they can't figure out what their life purpose is mm. so using the balance scorecard terminology instead of looking for the lag indicator which is life purpose mm. i decided to look at the lead indicators which is what i figured help you to lead to your purpose so what mm. are these lead indicators the first lead indicator is skill mm. uh, which means what is it that you are naturally spontaneously and effortlessly good at rather than good at i believe that everybody is born with a natural talent and this natural talent if it is allowed to flower and if people get out of the way mm-hmm. and simply enable it then that becomes a very important part of your true nature mm-hmm. your swabhav mm-hmm. the other aspect is your thrill what is it that you are passionate about <laughs> you know when you do that time stands still for you so maybe for someone like you what you're doing which is taking so many people mm. uh, the world with their lessons and messages mm. is really part of your passion mm. and of course over a period of time you've also become very good at it mm-hmm. so the idea is figure out your thrill figure mm. out your skill mm-hmm. and this can take some amount of ex- excavation and maybe even a 360 degree journey if i may say mm. talking to a few people who have seen you at different uh, avatars of your life and different life stages mm. and then once you figured this out combine your thrill and skill into a drill <clears throat> drill is a choice of work mm. whether profession whether vocation and my belief is that when you create this resonance of thrill skill and drill mm. what actually reveals to you is the divine will or the purpose of your life fascinating my resonance framework is just that thrill skill drill will <laughs> amazing amazing thank you for sharing this uh when you know when, when i was reading and preparing for my conversation there's another very interesting term that i came across which was your scalp model <laughs> how did conscious capitalism capitalism movement inspire the development of your scalp model yeah thank you for asking that hmm. so when i was working in prerna center of learning as its ceo we really had uh, a vision to develop consciousness centered leadership that will transform organizations and society hmm. um the founder of this organization mr anil nayar and i both came from the feeling that the quality of leadership that we are really creating and generating through whatever efforts we make in the corporate world mm-hmm. don't seem to be adequate mm-hmm. to take this whole thing forward mm-hmm. 
So we started interacting with people like uh, ex-Buddhist monks, etc., to be able to take the whole concept of leadership of being. And that's the time I actually came in contact with conscious capitalism through a ex-schoolmate of mine called Shubra Sen, who was part of this journey in the U.S. And uh, he introduced me to conscious capitalism. And uh, I also read the book by the co-founder Raj Sodia called Firms of Endearment. Mm-hmm which talked about a way of working Mm -hmm. uh, that can create a win-win for everybody, you know, for all stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And the tenets that it had were higher purpose, conscious culture, stakeholder Mm win-win, and um, uh, conscious leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think this really fascinated me and it resonated with me. Now, I didn't like the word capitalism in the India context. Mm -hmm. So I started calling it conscious business. And in order to have my own conversation and elevator pitch, I called it a scalp model. Put it simply, uh, S stands for systems of management. Mm-hmm. L stands, uh, C stands for a culture which is built consciously. A stands for an alignment of the organization to this culture and this higher purpose mm-hmm. and whatever vision that it has. L stands for a conscious leadership and P stands for a higher purpose, which is to be the best for the world rather than only best in the world. Amazing. Amazing. I love this. Thank you. Thank you. My next question, uh, Vinith, is that how important is emotional and spiritual intelligence in business leaders? See, my, my feeling is that all of us as leaders, we need to be whole people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unfortunately, whether it's our education system or whether it is the way the expectations have been set, Mm. a lot of our leadership is uh, the characteristic alpha male. Mm. Uh, The the mind is probably more dominant. Uh, They are very good in rational, you know, analyzing, reasoning, uh, controlling and directing. I think the values that come from emotional and spiritual uh, side mm. to me are that of compassion to that of guiding and facilitating rather than driving. So if we are able to build all of these together, I don't mm. want to say that the mind-led leadership oh. is uh, useless, mm. but I think it needs to be whole and which is really where the vision is to create wholesome wow. leadership. Mm. Fascinating. And how do you incorporate mindfulness and empathy into your coaching sessions? So, um, of course, some things may uh, subtly operate because if that's the journey I'm living, many things will be happening tacitly. But if Mm -hmm. I have to be explicit in this answer, I would say a couple of things. Mm -hmm. One is that I start my sessions typically with a centering breath awareness exercise, Mm -hmm. which is what does two things. One is it creates a a sense of uh, awareness of the present moment. Mm-hmm. And the second it is, is allows you to disconnect from all that was going on before you got into the session. <clears throat> I also bring in gratitude as an important aspect of the journey. So mm-hmm. I typically introduce a gratitude practice mm-hmm. because I believe that in building empathy, the most important thing is that you should be able to concentrate more on things that are working right for you Mm. rather than things that are working wrong for you. Mm. So not a complaint mindset, but a gratitude mindset. Right, right. Very interesting. My next question is that, you know, when you do work with organizations on visioning, what strategies do you do to align them with smart goals of the the managers? 
Yeah, so I learned this during my days in IQL. Uh, you know, there is a concept called policy deployment, and in Japanese, it's called Hoshin Kanri, mm. where you typically start from the vision at the top, and of mm. course, the Japanese used to call it policy, mm. and then find intelligent ways of cascading it. So what mm. we really do is that we either have the vision and mission in place, or we need to facilitate the vision and mission for the organization. Mm -hmm. Having done that, you then define the vital few priorities of the organization, mm -hmm. which I say are the strategic objectives, the big what's, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the strategic initiatives, the big house to achieve this what. Mm -hmm. So once the organization has defined its vital few priorities, mm -hmm. that becomes then the source for the goals of, let's say, the top leadership team, mm -hmm. who have to collectively hold this uh, together, mm -hmm. the vital few priorities. And then for the rest of the organization, these become like guiding lights for determining their own goals. And what we try and do is we try and also make sure that this alignment is tightly held, which means people can see that if they are writing a particular goal in their goal sheet, how is it linked to the vital few priorities of the firm? So that's really a way of nicely, tightly integrating the whole thing. Very interesting. And how do you assist leaders in navigating change within their organization? while staying true to their own vision? Yeah, so I think uh, uh, change, of course, uh, has its own dimensions, I would say, but primarily the methodology that uh, I have been used to, if I might say, is to use a framework which I learned during my quality management consulting days. Mm. Uh, it's not a framework used typically for change management, but it was Philip Crosby's framework that was used for building a culture of quality in organizations. And uh, I really loved those tenets. So those tenets are, for example, building a common language in the organization. Mm. So if I have to build a culture of quality in a company, then I must have a common language of quality. Okay. If I have to build a, cul a culture of customer centrism, I must have a common language of customer centrism. Then the second is the, the whole aspect of commitment, mm. which means management's commitment must be demonstrated through its personal actions as well as through policies and processes that it mm. sets up. Mm. The third leg is education and involvement of the rest of the organization in different ways. Mm. So if people have to bring about a change, then they need to be educated in their role in bringing about that change. Mm. And if they have to get involved in different kinds of change projects which are for improvement into the new situation, mm. then <clears throat> those projects are also looked at and their involvement in those projects in a very conscious way. Okay. And the fourth one is what I, what I call systems or what Crosby calls systems, which is creating those systems which help people to pull together rather than in diverse directions. Mm. So for example, a recognition system. Crosby mm. believes that more than reward, it is the recognition for uh, for people to do what they, you know, to appreciate what they're doing. Mm. Uh, and that appreciation creates a change. Mm. The second, for example, is a bottom-up feedback, like a survey. Yeah. Because if we are implementing change, then we need to know from people at the ground level as to what are the problems they are having in implementing this change. So these kind of systems, so essentially common language, commitment, in education and involvement, and systems as the four foundational things you do to bring about change. So that's really what I use. Well said. What a great response. Thank you. My next question is that, can you talk to me a little bit about the concept of leadership of being and its significance in your coaching practice? Yeah. 
So, you know, this is actually something that we started to look at very closely. And in a way, this is what even led to the formation of Prerna Center of Learning by its founder. Mm -hmm. Because what we realized was that there is an aspect of doing that we are typically focusing on. And mm -hmm. I think, let, let me work with an example. Mm -hmm. So let's say one of the competencies or behavioral competencies that you want in leaders mm -hmm. is empowering and developing people. Mm -hmm. Now, when you have to empower and develop people, what is being taught in the name of leadership development are the following. Number one, how to have enabling conversations. Mm -hmm. Number two, how to build robust development plans. Mm -hmm. This is what I call the doing space. Mm -hmm. You are training and educating leaders in how to do these things better. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that if your sense of empathy doesn't exist, then how are you really going to do any of this? Mm -hmm. I mean, I realized when, when I used to work in Airtel, uh, we used to teach everything about empowering and developing. Mm -hmm. But 70% of, um, of the performance appraisals would be uploaded into the system mm -hmm. in the last uh, five days of the month, mm -hmm. uh, of the period which was there. Right. And the discussions were often not held or probably were 10-15 minutes discussions on the performance of people. Hmm. Without empathy, nothing works, right? So to me, empathy is part of your state of being. Hmm. And I think uh, over a period of time, we made that distinction. In fact, uh, some of us actually created a deep dive leadership model hmm. where we have uh, concentrated on capacities as distinct from com competencies and a state of being that guides capacities and competencies. Hmm. And we try to use that at least in our own uh, work, uh, mm. subtly and not so much explicitly. Very interesting. So I have time for three more questions. My next question is, how do you address resistance from clients when introducing new concepts that yeah. could make changes? Yeah. So I think this question for me has uh, two parts, depending on you know my own life stages. In the beginning, when I got involved in this journey, the primary concept for us was the concept of WIFM, what mm -hmm. we used to call it. What's in it for me? Yeah. So the idea was to really deeply figure out what is the what's in it for me for decision makers. Mm -hmm. So like when we were implementing the quality journey, uh, people were interested in improving their profitability. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, quality can be a very, you know, TQM can be a very abstract concept. Right. So we worked with something called determining the price of non-conformance or the cost of doing things wrong mm. and then implementing projects mm. to bring this down. Mm. Now, you know, typically in organizations, this cost of waste mm. can be 20 to 25% of their revenues, believe it or not. Right. So even if you can make a small dent in it, you mm. have given the organization a very significant payback. Mm. Then you uh, have a negotiation with the CEO to say, listen, boss, I have given you you know, 10 crores worth of savings. Now you please implement 10% of this in all the education, et cetera, that we need. So I think this was, uh, I would say, a way in which we were doing it in the early stages. Nowadays, I'll tell you very honestly, at the life stage at which I am, I don't bother about resistance to change. I just don't work with those clients. Okay. Wherever I find an affinity, I work with them. Otherwise, Absolutely. I don't. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you and I are probably the same vintage. I'm probably older than you. But yeah. we'll talk after we conclude, I've got two more questions for you, Vinit, and these are for you personally now. Given your amazing corporate experience and your experience that you worked with some of the other organizations and now as a coach, how has your background supported your coaching philosophy, your style and your values? 
Yeah, that's <clears throat> that is a very interesting one. So I think uh, one aspect is that because in this forty-two odd years of work experience, I have been through manufacturing and service companies. Mm. I have been through very early stage companies, which are startup, uh, early growth stage companies like Airtel, mature companies like Johnson and Johnson, and de declining companies like Metalbox. So I have been through the entire life cycle of organizations. Right. Then I have been through the functions of sales, supply chain management, customer service, HR, mm. and of course, consulting through various industries. Mm. I believe this gives me a lot of credibility for people. Mm. You know, I can talk business wherever required. Correct. The second aspect is that I think my own emotional and spiritual journey mm. perhaps <clears throat> allows a much deeper connection with people. Mm. And uh, since I have really spanned a huge space of, uh, uh, you know, spiritual and emotional intelligence as a result of this experience. Mm. Every topic is par for the course. Right. So I can help my uh, coachy grieve. I can help my coachy to get, you know, figure out their way forward in personal life, professional life, whatever. It Fascinating. Fascinating. And my last question to you, how have you been shaped by people in your life? And how are they influencing you as a coach today? Nice. I guess two out of the three people are no more in my life, uh, at least in their physical form, which is my father and my mother. I learned certain values for them, from yeah. them in certain direction. From my father, I le learned the value of commitment. Mm. And I would say networking to some extent, because my father... Uh, you know, at that time, there were no mobile phones, nothing. He would pick up the phone, make trunk calls to wish people their birthday. And he had a pretty good network. Mm. Uh, from my mother, I learned the whole dimension of spirituality. She was a follower of Sri Aurobindo. She used to mm. meditate very frequently. And I think that influenced my life. So what I now do is I do networking in the space of spirituality mm. <laughs> by aligning mm. these two. How wonderful. The third person who has influenced me very deeply is a gentleman by the name of Nityashanti, whom I call my Kalyan Mitra. Mm -hmm. He's an ex-Buddhist monk who also happens to be an MBA from XLRI. Mm -hmm. I think the whole space of emotional and spiritual intelligence, I deepened a lot in my association, which started in 2009 mm -hmm. when I was running Prerna Center of Learning mm -hmm. and has continued till date. Amazing. Amazing. Vinit, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me about your own amazing, amazing journey. I learned new things about new terms that you have invented, Frentor, Tresonance. And as you were talking of Tresonance, you, I was taken to whatever I've read about Ikigai. And I wish, as you said, you know, we could have marketed, India could have marketed Tresonance better. And people would have said, you know, when have you met your Tresonance? Uh, thank you for talking to me about Scalp. Thank you also for speaking to me about so many different aspects of coaching. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.